Hey guys, it is Sam uh, coming back with another Pine Straw podcast. We just finished watching the final round of the uh, Workday Charity Open where we watched Colin Morikawa secure his second victory, his first real victory on tour. Yeah, yeah, he, um, you know, he won in a playoff over Justin Thomas, kind of showed a lot of grit after seeing Justin Thomas make that 50-footer on the first playoff hole to kind of compose himself and uh, make his 25-footer for birdie yeah. to yeah. to have the hole, really. And, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was fun to watch. It was good to see him close because we know that he's been, he's been, he's close, been close a lot. Yeah. So um, it, was, it was a good week for him, great week for Justin Thomas, of course, good for uh, Victor Hovland. Um, same with some of the guys, uh, MJ, MJ Defee or Defoe, 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 Daffy. I don't know, but we've we've heard it different, pronounced different ways from uh, different announcers, different announcers, and, and everything. Um, and yeah, he. I mean, we tweeted out. We tweeted about it. Monday qualified, um, shot sixty five, low round of the day on moving day, um, and he shot one over today. But uh, I mean, it was, solid finish, yeah, nice payday top, for a guy who just. Do got there that, to Monday qualify, so yeah. Yeah, his uh his career earnings before this week was like seven grand on tour. So Ooh. he, I, I we're not sure the official payout yet. I mean, they, I don't know. We could we could figure it out, but we did not prepare that. Um, but it's he probably earned more than seven grand. Yeah. So we'll say that. Yeah, but I mean the the real talk is Morikawa, uh, getting it done. Yeah. Um, good for him. Yeah. I. I was kind of surprised to see him win. Justin Thomas, hey, you know, he didn't make a bogey for his, through his first three rounds. He he starts off with, a, I think it was a shaky par on one. I'm pretty sure it was like a long two putt from like 50 feet. And then two two bogeys out of the gate. Uh, I, I kind of thought, you know, he's he's pretty hot and cold with his finishing rounds, which I was just looking at. But um, I thought that he, after those two bogeys, he was really going to bounce back and, you know, grab the round by the throat which he did um he i saw he was like seven under through eight holes uh in the middle of his round but that bogey at the last he just couldn't hit a lot of fairways this week and i think that was that was the main problem with well, today, game. He was losing today, well yeah but i mean all week he was missing fairways he was just scrambling really well and then well, it, it was it, it was 12 for 12 scrambling uh i know going into sunday yeah. and so what that's averaging four missed greens around like that's that's pretty decent yeah um i mean he shot he shot three under today he played what like his closing holes were a little shaky i know he had that that bogey on the last um and then the the bogey on that uh that third playoff hole was was pretty bad yeah it was bad um, there was just i mean it was a little unlucky I mean, with the tee shot but uh he, he should have made birdie on the second playoff hole um but i mean yeah he it was I think two bogey, two bogeys in his last three holes. Um, I say like we always see such an up and down round from Justin Thomas. It's always full of uh, highs and lows for him, like great birdies, eagle putts. You know, he sticks an iron shot close, makes a fifty footer like he did on the first playoff hole, and then it's ah oh, he misses a fairway, punch out, oh, lip outs. It's full of his rounds are full of drama. Yeah, they're exciting, and I feel like. He's got to just put his head down and get it done. And I know he can do that. Obviously, he's a he's an amazing player, top three player in the world. But Colin Morikawa did that today. He put his head down and he 
got the job done and Justin Thomas was full of drama out there. And I think part of the highs and lows of his round is why he couldn't find any consistency and that's why he couldn't put away the tournament when he had a three-shot lead with three holes to go. Um, I mean, he found... I, He had consistency all throughout the week. He just... I don't know. I think that maybe he just came out with the wrong game plan today in terms of he he might have been saying, like, let's try and stay aggressive. Uh, and that just, you know, we can see it didn't work out for him. But, I mean, Colin Morikawa, the first two days he played, I know he had a three-shot lead going into mm-hmm. the weekend. Yeah. Um, and then after, you know, yesterday he didn't play well. Yeah, I think he thoroughly deserved it. Uh, on Thursday and Friday, he was making everyone look like like I mean, they were he amateurs. Made, like yeah. he he was he was doing everything right, um, and it really just looked easy. Especially after his round on Thursday, it was just like there's there's no way that this guy uh, yeah, ends up that, losing this he tournament. Had the, I want to say it was like an approach shot on ten, and you could hear like Nick Faldo or somebody was saying like, "Oh, this is a." Perfect for his little fade because they love to talk about his little fade, and he just sticks it to like a foot, makes the putt, makes it look so easy. And I know they're going to be playing this course next week, and hopefully it plays a little tougher because I don't think Jack wants a playoff. Nineteen under, nineteen unders, and not going to win next week. I mean, I mean, if you look the rest of the field, other than them, Hovland and Seifert, I mean, you have two guys at twelve, and then a group of guys at eleven, and I think that. Jack would be content with a winning score of 11 under par, which is, I mean, yeah. 19. That's pretty far from the rest of the that's field. That's stuff we can talk about on but the yeah. podcast before the memorial. Yes. Um, so we had some picks for the workday. We picked winners, sleepers, uh, fades, and then long shots. Uh, and what we're going to be doing is we're going to have a point system to kind of see how well our picks are performing uh, we've set it up. So if my winner pick gets a top 20, I get one point. If he gets a top 10, I get two. If he top fives, I get five points. And if he wins, I get 10. Um, the sleeper, if he gets a top 20, I get two points. If he gets a top 10, I get four. If he gets a top five, I get eight. And if he wins, I get 15. The fade, you get two points for missed, missed cut. And your long shot, you get six points if he top tens. It's uh, complicated, but um, it's complicated, but it's 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 a way not, for us to quantify our picks, and it's really tough to and, pick for. Let's be honest, pretty much random guys and judge how well they played because they're all you're. I mean, you're you're expecting different things out of each pick. So yeah. I think that's the easiest way to quantify. And it. there's and it's not that complicated because we've only got four picks, four players each. So we really only have to keep track of eight guys and it just takes one minute to look after the round and just see where they've ended up. So it's a it's a pretty good uh objective way to kind of decide how well we've done for the week. Uh one thing that we'd like to add is for the long shot um we're going to require that uh, he's got worse than 101 odds. To win. To win. Yeah, so after this week, I had Gary Woodland finish top five, so that's five points there. And then my fade, Brooks Kepka, the beefcake, missed the cut, just like I said. And so I've got seven points. All of Sam's picks were Every terrible. single one went wrong. Hideki, and- my fade, I think he finished with the top ten. Did he? No, he didn't. He finished <laughs> tied 22nd. Thank God, but I mean, he was close to leading through a few rounds, and he was making me look like an idiot, especially because all my other picks missed the cut, so. Yep. 
including, rough, including Luke Donald. Shows, uh, Luke yeah. Donald will be back next week. He'll be back. I don't know if he's playing next week. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But um, uh, it was but, a rough week. But uh, let's hope next week's better, right? So yeah, we. So I am averaging seven. Sam's averaging zero. So let's start out by talking about one of my uh, pet peeves that kind of was highlighted, I'd say, during during the Thursday round. Um, they, so the, the way it started off was they were talking about how, how difficult of a hole 16 was going to play for the week, how hardest hole in the golf course, right? It's such a difficult par three over the water um, with that pin kind of tucked on the All left the side. All the left with and, that pond. Yep, with, yep. Well, they made some changes with the hole. I, did you hear them talk about that? Yeah, so I apparently know. Apparently the green used to be raised, I think. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how that made it necessarily tougher. Either. I think it was the hardest. I think it was the hardest hole on the course beforehand and afterwards. Uh, um, I think 18 was tougher. I mean, uh, we, it was, we can, we it, can was it, it was described yeah. as the hardest hole on the course. When, when everyone was talking about it, they were saying that the the announcers were saying how it was the hardest hole, um, and they tr- or at least the most kind of the most pressure you've got on a hole and the most exciting uh, hole there was. So my point is, Jason Kokrak made an ace on the sixteenth on the first day. Uh, so on Thursday he aces the hole, and the announcers are saying, "Oh, this is such a difficult hole." However, Jason Kokrak was able to make an ace, and then well, so where's the video? I, like, their PGA Tour, the PGA Tour is a, I don't, like, huge company. Huge industry. It's just an industry. They can invest in 18 cameras, one for each green. Even if not, even if they're not willing to do that and release, like, everything to the public, PGA Tour Live should make it so that they have kind of a camera on each green at, at all times. Yeah, because we see the top five shots of the week. Is this what you're coming to? Yeah. We yeah. see the top five shots of the week on Instagram. We see them post. And um, like last week, kids hold out for Eagle on six, which was playing at as like one of the toughest holes in Detroit. The top shot of the week was like bunker shot from Ricky Fowler. Like I, we know that y'all are, it's a multi-billion dollar like, yeah, no, it's industry. Mul- why why don't you have cameras just like a stationary camera like they do with the players? Yeah. When you saw like the Albatross last year, I think in it. I mean, it's not the best, but you see a guy hit a fairway shot when he looks like a tiny little ant, yeah. and the ball rolls in. Like, you'd rather see that. From, like, you know, 300 yards away, and then they just zoom in on the pin. That's all you need. Yeah, it is. And and I know that PGA Tour wants to show the most famous players hitting the best shots, and that's part of the reason why they, in the top five, it's not guys like Jason Kokrak. It's guys like, you know... Ricky Fowler's bunker shot, but yeah, they they should they should do a better instead of showing the top five players from the most famous or the top ten the top five shots from the most famous ten players. It should be like they should just call it how it is then, because it's those are not the top five shots of the golf tournament. Um, And we, I I bet I bet that this week PG Tour is going to this is we're recording this at two forty two Central Time. I bet that PG Tour is going to put. Justin Thomas's uh, putt. putt as number one, either that or uh, I mean you like could say Cipher's hole, hole out. But the thing is, 
Jason Kokrak's ace on the hardest hole of the course should be should be the best shot. Should be the best shot and it won't it won't. You could argue that Justin Thomas's shot I mean I disagree, but someone could argue that with all the pressure on his putt to make a 50-footer like that, it is almost some people could say it's more impressive. I don't know who would say that, but it's definitely obviously super hard to make an ace, but I mean all the pressure on that putt to make a fifty footer, I mean he hold it great pace dead center. Like if you had told It him, was a great shot, I don't I mean I obviously if that was the number one shot of the week, but yeah. If he had had to make an ace on that hole, it's easier to make a fifty footer than yeah, an yeah, ace. Obviously. Um so yeah. The and then also something to do with the kind of camera work we I know that it was supposed to like rain up in Ohio today, or they had to they had to start the round early. I think part of it was because uh, they just want to get the course ready for next week. Yeah, they don't but, want to take any chances. I mean, when they were finishing the playoff, uh, I'm I mean the tournament lasted an hour hour and a half longer than they expected probably. Yeah, and the, the weather was fucking perfect. Yeah, when they were finishing nice. the playoff, I mean, it was pro- it was just BS. They want the course to be they want, they want the course an extra be- two hours, three hours to manicure it how they want for next week. But my concern about everything is the there are no fans at these events, right? All of PGA Tour, most of PGA Tour's revenue is coming from viewers on TV, like ads, things, you know, all of that stuff, like PGA Tour Live. So why would they start the coverage on? hole 13 when the leaders are on the 13th hole and that doesn't make any sense to me like either start the coverage earlier or either start the coverage earlier or just say okay well we're just gonna do it for like the viewers and everything we'll just have everyone go off at normal times so that we can be watching on cbs at two and you know the leaders are on like holes three and four well, I guess they kind of try to do a good job of letting the fans watch for free. I mean, I know it was on CBSports.com, but the thing is, we didn't realize it was on CBSports.com until we checked, like, Twitter or Instagram. We went, we tried to watch Golf Channel, and there was fair, old Faraday on, and there was nothing on, like, the ticker on the bottom line. Yep. There, like, that should have said, if you want to watch it, go to CBS Sports. You had to look it up. I'm pretty sure that CBS Sports' coverage started at, like, 12.30 or something, because I know that PGA Tour tweeted out... I think it was um, 11. Was it 11? Yeah. Because oh, they, no. they had early coverage on Golf Channel until 11 Eastern, and then it was going to switch to CBS Sports. So, I mean, yes, we could have watched the whole final round. It was just they poorly, poorly advertised. You're right. They should have said something on, like, the the... the moving thing on the bottom of like golf channel and how it is on ESPN say if you want to watch final round coverage go here or even we looked on the CBS Sports Network channel on our TV and it wasn't on there they just made it too difficult for a time when they should be trying to make any kind of publicity and viewership of these tournaments like readily if this was a bigger if this was a bigger week i mean we wouldn't have been watching a 2017 Faraday rerun, but we would have been watching the the event, obviously. But um, it's just it sucks to see such. I mean, people talk about how great of like a commissioner Jay Monahan is, and how well run the PGA Tour is, and they're making simple mistakes like the it's tough. They don't have cameras on every hole, and you miss hole in ones. You know, you 
you gotta go all this way just to watch like I don't think that has of, anything to do with Jay Monahan I don't but I think but that I think that the PG Tour is pretty well run league yeah league I guess but um it's it's just frustrating to watch simple mistakes happen and I would say they're like, just not doing fans. they're just not doing everything that they they could be doing for the fans I mean maybe it's because most fans don't care as much as we do about things like getting the top five shots of the week right because not everyone is going to look through like PGA Tour app and look at like everyone's scorecard you know all four days of the tournament but yeah, and, but and they're thinking at... that like 95% of people that follow PGA Tour, PGA Tour and Instagram don't know any better and they're going to be like well who the fuck is Jason Kokrak I want to see uh, you know, I want to see Ricky just... Fowler hole a bunker shot yeah. yeah I get it but why don't you post like Ricky Fowler like oh great shot from Ricky Fowler I they've already posted that bunker shot three times in like his shot of the day his scorecard when they post a scorecard and some highlights like I don't need to see it for a third time on shots of the week show yeah. me show me a shot that's incredible no one's know? and no one's gonna complain if PGA Tour is posting too much if they're posting like relative to golf information like if yeah. they're posting golf like highlights no one's gonna care it's when they start posting about Bryson DeChambeau's uh diet when people are like okay y'all need Could to shut chill. the fuck up I've heard about this a hundred times yeah but no one's gonna say oh I don't want to see like Someone hold a bunker yeah. shot. But the thing is, you can pose that, and then when it comes to the shots of the week, say, oh, this is the best shot of the week. Just objectively, it is. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, that that is, that's our bone, that's our bone to pick with uh, the PGA Tour, Golf Channel, CBS, all of it for the week. We are coming at you. Um, yeah. Anything if you want to know say? how to run it right. Yeah, come to is, us. Yeah. We've we've we'll both tell got you. we've got both got like uh, marketing and communication degrees. Uh, we know everything. Yeah. Okay. Um, our next topic. What? Um, so the Ryder Cup was postponed. Yes, Ryder Cup was postponed. Uh, I think it was postponed on Wednesday. That sounds right. Um, and they are just moving everything back here. It seems like what they're going to do is, you know, how they used to have Presidents Cups on odd years and Ryder Cup on even. It seems like they're just going to yeah. they're just going to switch it up. Um, we are also going to well, we're also going to talk about the changed format with the six um, captains. Apparently, picks. they might be changing that again. Well, we'll, well, before we talk about that, what do you think about the? postponed Ryder Cup uh, um I, I mean obviously it sucks I wanted to watch a Ryder Cup I thought that this would be a really good year for if, if Corona didn't happen and everything um well with Corona do you think do you think that it's the like do I think it's the right decision yeah do you think yes. that they should have done it without you think it could have went on without no, fans I don't think I think if it went on without fans it would have been so like lackluster I mean we saw a pretty good intense match play situation today, right? And Justin Thomas was screaming the loudest out of all, what, like 30 people there? Mm -hmm. I I just can't imagine a Ryder Cup with that much emotion with just, like, players and caddies and a a few guys holding some cameras. I I think that they... I think the Ryder Cup is for the fans, fueled by the fans, and it would be pointless to have it. Yeah, I I agree. Um, 
I, mean, I, I think know that's not exactly the hottest of takes, but they made the right decision, and I think all the players agree with it too. Yeah, I think that part of the reason, I mean, that's the main thing they're saying. They we did this for the fans. Um, but I think part of the reason could all you could also say, um, so many tournaments couldn't happen this year, and them taking out the Ryder Cup lets the PGA Tour add in a tournament that had to get canceled, maybe so or shift the schedule. To make it you yeah, know, but easier I don't for think, everyone. I don't think that they would cancel the Ryder Cup so they could... I know this isn't exactly what you mean, but I don't think they would cancel the Ryder Cup to host like the Houston Open. Yeah, but there is no way anyone would have been satisfied with the Ryder Cup. But people could be satisfied with the Houston Open with no fans. Yeah. They understood that this would kind of be a waste of a Ryder Cup. So... Yeah. Yeah, also, I mean... You did you see the thing that Steve Stricker said? Is uh, He said... Like, what if, I mean, I don't think he said Matthew Wolf, but let's say Matthew Wolf plays in this Ryder Cup. It's his first Ryder Cup, and this and then this is his only Ryder Cup for his whole career. Uh, I think Steve said, I wouldn't want this to be someone's only Ryder Cup experience. Yeah. Um, like, that would, that would suck. If you were like, oh, I was a Ryder Cup player, but I played in the one without fans, and I didn't play in another one, that would suck. Um, this kind of goes into what we're going to talk about with the captain's picks. How do you think, maybe they've already talked about this and I just haven't seen it, how do you think they are going to treat guys that, let's say, Webb Simpson uh, is like top, he's right now, him and Bryson are top two on the list of Mm -hmm. uh, automatic picks for the American Ryder Cup team. What happens if next year he falls off a cliff and can't make a putt? Can't like so, forgets how to play golf. What is he still eligible? Like I, how would that so work? So they um, they've they've talked about how it's weighted. So the uh, the current events are weighted at like I want to say they're weighted at like seventy five percent, and then within like six months of the Ryder Cup, they're going to be weighted at a hundred percent. Europe isn't counting any of the rest of events for twenty twenty in their Ryder Cup. Like, the the points list is frozen until January 1st, 2021. So Europe's doing a lot, a lot it a lot differently than the U.S. But, um... So this, then... I've seen some things that were like, oh, what if, um... Victor Perez, what if he goes out and wins the U.S. Open, the Masters, and the PGA? And, like, those points don't count, and then what if he shits the bed? And, I mean, like, obviously that guy would get a captain's pick, but... Yeah, or the... Um, There's no right answer for them to uh, make sure... Because three years are going into this Ryder Cup. Yeah. Three years of points instead of two. And so... Yeah, it's I, tough. I, I think they're doing the best they can with it. Yeah, I think it's, they, it's that's a tough just, ask. It's just another, you know, wrench that is getting thrown into everything. Um, so with those captain captain's picks, uh, how do you expect... How do you expect everything to kind of change with the Ryder Cup because of these captain's picks? Because I'm thinking that we'll see more, it'll be more fun, we'll see more kind of team camaraderie with these captain's picks because the, the captain's... Six instead of Yeah, four? because they're going to be more... I mean, of course you want like guys that are good, but you'll get like guys in the team like Phil and Phil and Kiz weren't, aren't going to be automatic or... Based off think, right now, they aren't going to be automatic picks. But those are two guys that you saw after the President's Cup from 2017. You know, it was like they were part of, like, the fraternity that is the yeah. um, President's Cup team. I think that with the 
increased amount of captain's picks were just it's going to be more enjoyable um, to watch. I kind of agree. Right now, if they <clears throat> if the Ryder Cup was tomorrow and they made captain's picks, I don't think Kiz would get a captain's pick. I don't think Phil would get a captain's pick. If you look at the world rank, you got DJ, Webb Simpson, Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Cantley, Patrick Reed, Xander Shoffley, Tiger Woods, Colin Morikawa is going to get a pick too. He's insane. Gary Woodland's probably going to get a pick. I mean, how many was that? Wait. Like 10 guys? It's it's really tough. They're going to want to pick Ricky. They're going to want to pick Spieth. Tony Finau. They're going to take Tony Finau. Matt, uh, they probably won't pick Matt Kuchar. Uh, a guy like Daniel Berger's been playing well. He can shoot up. I mean, I think that... Kiz isn't going to get, or a guy like Kiz or a guy like Phil isn't going to get a captain's pick based on um, their team play and camaraderie but I mean, do you think that- I know that that's kind of what faulted them in France a few years ago, but I think there's way too many good Americans to pick a guy like Phil or a guy like Kiz who's been playing like, I know Kiz finished third last week, but I don't think he's playing well enough to even deserve captain's Do you really pick, think though. that like... Ricky Fowler's playing that much better than Kiz, though? No, I don't. Or, I don't. Or but I think that... Gary Woodland, even, or Matt Kuchar, or Tony Fien- Like, Tony Finau hasn't played very well. So I know he shot the 59 over the weekend, but uh, at his Gary, home course I think Gary Woodland is. Also, he's a major champion. Yeah. So that's got to be part of it. And he hasn't played in the Ryder Cup since he won the major. So I think that... The, I mean, obviously, those points are still going to carry over a little bit. Um didn't he play in the President's Cup? He did play in the President's Cup, but he, Ryder Cup's a different... I know. But different animal. But um, I think that they're going to want to pick Ricky Fowler. It's definitely... I mean, come on. Would you rather play in the Ryder Cup? Oh, the no, Cup? I'm not arguing. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, I would rather play in the Ryder Cup. But um, Ricky... I can't see them not picking Ricky. No? They didn't pick Spieth. He'd have to play as bad as Spieth. He'd have, well, he'd have to... He, wouldn't have, he couldn't play as bad as Spieth, because they like Spieth a little more than Ricky, I think. But, yeah, but um, um, if Ricky dropped down to fiftieth in the world, they so if pick. I, so if I'm taking it's six and six, so DJ Webb, uh, JT Brooks Bryson and Brooks probably won't get, isn't yeah uh so we take away Brooks and we need two more, based on this year alone it would probably be Colin Morikawa yeah and maybe. Patrick Reed? Probably Patrick Reed. Yeah. Um, so then we need six more. Tiger's going to be one. Uh, Brooks Kepka is going to be another one. Those are just two yeah. automatic. I think that they are they would take Xander Shoffley. Yeah. Patrick uh, Cantley. You can't not pick a guy who's top ten in the world. They, by they, the, yeah, Patrick, sure, Patrick Cantley. Um, so that's four. So we need two more. Two more. And then we've got guys to pick from, like, Daniel Berger, Gary Woodland, Tony Finau, Matt Kuchar, um, Ricky Fowler, Ricky Fowler, Kiz, and Kiz, and I'd say Jordan, Phil Jordan Spieth. I don't. He's always going to be in the conversation. I don't think that. I don't think they should, but I think he's always going to be in the conversation. No, I don't think that. I don't think that they would consider picking him. He's got I mean, no track. Like, like Kiz, Kiz is probably the. I mean, Phil is the right now. OWGR based the worst player that they would consider, um, but I mean he's got all the experience. Kiz is like great at match play, right? Jordan Spieth is just is just people just really like him. Like there's not that much 
rounds to pick him. So I think that they, I think that the they American, would take... the American team is more likely to pick a guy based on um, TV viewership and like ratings and how much the guys liked more than the European team. The European team would definitely take a guy like Kiss. They'd be like, "Fuck it, as long as I win, I don't care." But I mean. It yeah, they've got. Seems but I mean, me then take, like, then you're gonna take Phil. If we're if we're only going by that, then you're taking Phil as one of them. And but then yeah, but what? Phil's not like Phil is way more popular than Speed. No, no, no. I'm saying Phil's not playing well at all. And I could. Phil I mean, we, there's played, another. Phil just played well last week. No, no. I just think that they love Jordan Spieth, and he's still only like 25 or 26. They still think he's going to be on the Ryder Cup for another twenty years. You, you are, know I don't like him. I know that you don't. You're, he he's living in your head. They a guy has to be playing well for them to consider it. He's not playing well at all. I, well, you're right. If anything, Phil is playing better. But I don't think either of them should even be thrown in the conversation. Okay, so if you had to take two more, if you had to take two more guys. Who would you pick in addition to those kind of four automatic ones that we talked about? Who, because I would probably take, uh, we're, we're deciding between uh, Finau, Kucher, Woodland, Berger, Fowler, and Kiz. Yeah, I would probably take. Because I think that they would take out of, out of those people I think right take now Gary Woodland and Ricky Fowler. I think that they do Gary Woodland, Tony Finau. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, this is just the debate that we're having. And the thing is, it's almost why it'll be more fun with the six captain's picks because there will be kind of more talk about, you know, who's going to get picked. It's it's more exciting. Um, and definitely the kind of the, the pairings and matchups will be more interesting um, when the captain can kind of decide the team that he wants to have. Um, I mean, you don't even know, like you could say, Oh, uh, I don't, Daniel Berger plays so well with Justin Thomas. I'm going to take Daniel Berger as my, as part of my team and just pair him up with Justin Thomas every day. They, cause they, there are things that they know about in that golf. I hope they make decisions. Other guys don't. And I think that they will. I mean, there's plenty of time to think about it all. So, um yeah, I trust that I trust that they'll you know make for they'll some smart. some interesting pairings, matchups and yeah, be smart about it all. Uh I don't think that he's just going to say, "Oh, I'm going to look at the OWGR and pick players based oh, yeah, on that." Oh yeah, I don't think they're going to do um, that either, but I mean, it definitely plays somewhat of a role. I don't think like I mean, I don't think they should pick Patrick Cantley. I don't Yeah, he has some good finishes, oh. but I don't think he plays he plays that often, and I don't think he plays well enough to really impress me. Um, like, I don't think he should be a lock as a pick. I don't think he should be a lock as a captain's pick. I think he should be a lock. He plays He plays well enough. He is plays better than Kucher, plays better than Tiger on average. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that he's... I mean, he's ranked top ten in the world for a reason. Yeah. I agree. You but saw it today. I mean, he just shot like a, a casual, what, like 60, 65? 65. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and that really, that was just to warm up for yeah. the memorial, I think. Um, one thing that reminds me, I'd like to say, if if y'all saw how Brooks finished on Friday, 
with the like four birdies down the stretch on the back nine, and he was just yeah, he like, shot thirty one on the back, yeah. And he was just knocking it stiff on every mm-hmm. like like a foot away from the hole, like the ball would just land right there. Um, it's because he finally got aggressive. Well, we'll we'll do our we'll make our picks for the memorial uh, on Wednesday, but yeah, that that's what that's what I expected to see out of him. Uh, he made me pretty proud of myself seeing kind of how poor he was playing, and then he just he kind of just decided on the back nine on Friday. Like I, I'm gonna turn it on right now, and oh, I'm somewhat close to the cut line. Let's see if I can get a chance yeah. to get two more practice rounds. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he hit it. He hit it in the water on the drivable par four, and then next thing you know, he gets up and down for par. He makes a few more birdies, and he's oh yeah, he's right there. Um, let's see. All right, last thing to talk about Sam's question is it harder to win your first or second major because they always talk about this on golf channel um or (laughs) they always talk about it I've definitely heard it brought up before um I think Trevor Trevor Immelman has talked about I mean um because he knows it's hard to win your second well yeah I mean he was definitely a long shot to win his first but it is definitely very tough to win your first major i I'd probably say it's tougher. I mean, if we're looking... Who's someone? Okay. If Cameron Smith went out and won his first major, that would be so impressive because it's so tough to win in such a stacked field. But, I mean, you see guys like Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, um, I mean, Jason Day, you can say a few years ago. Patrick Reed. I mean... Guys with one one major. major. And then you wonder how these guys, you know, they're so great, they're not winning another major. But then... Gary Woodland, Shane Lowry. Webb Simpson. Yeah, Webb Simpson only has one, but... I mean, you see guys like... Like last year's major winners, Gary Woodland and Shane Lowry, were definitely surprise winners, I'd say. Like, they weren't anywhere close to the better's favorite. But um, those guys, they're first-time major winners every year. Like, those guys are more likely to win, it seems like, than these guys who were top 10 in the world. Odds are so high, they've already won a major. It seems like the pressure's off them to win, so they don't as much. They're not... I'm sure they're just the as pressure, intense. Wait, oh, wait, I don't think that made sense. The pressure is off them to win, so they to don't. To win a major. Who? Guys like Dustin Johnson. Why is the pressure off them to win a major? I mean, he's already won one. He's okay. a major champion. So, so they, I mean, I think he obviously wants to win... A major still super bad. He's giving it one hundred and ten percent. But I feel like guys like a Gary Woodland, like a Shane Lowry, like last year, they're so eager to get their first. They want one. to win it more. Yeah, that they almost want to win it more. So and I think that's one saying? of the reasons why it's tougher to win your second one than your first one, because the drive is still there, but it's not as. Okay. It's no, massive. I get it. Um, I think that it is harder to win your first than your second. Um, and I don't think that it's very close. Uh, I looked it up. Since 1960, there have been uh, 117 major champions, and this is just kind of, we're just considering the modern, more modern era. Uh, and 39, there have been 117 major champions, and 39 of them have been, um, have won multiple majors uh, since 1960. And that is exactly a third of them and if you were to say so so in comparing that to a third of all players that play on like that compete in major champions 
in major championships, do a third of all of those players win? Like, no. Hmm. You're right, but I, I don't really think that that's, like, comparable. I mean, it's it's just, like, purely statistics the, that out of people I mean, that haven't won a major, logically, it's a lot less likely that they win a major than it is, it, on, on actually proven 33% of people that win one major since 1960 win, win another one. one. And that's a lot less. Logically, than, yes, but I think that there are X amount of players, kind of like what Brooks Kepka said before the PGA, there are only so many players that realistically have a good chance to win a major, normally. I mean, I know there's been some crazy winners in the past, but... So then if, so then if you're a player that is outside of that 50, then your shot at winning your first major is zero. Right? I mean, no, but... But that's what... No, no, no. That's, I'm saying that's what, that's what you're saying. That, like, I don't think Brooks it's zero, but I think... But if Brooks Kepka says that so many guys play yourselves out of the, out of the major, then that means that there are even less guys that can I'm actually s- win their first major. What I'm so it's saying even is that, let's say, Rory McIlroy and... Oh, here. Okay, we'll do Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler. So if Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler are playing the their exact same game heading into the Masters, Justin Thomas has one major win and Ricky Fowler has zero. I think that Ricky Fowler is more determined to win his first than Justin Thomas is to win his second. So therefore, Justin Thomas has the better chance of winning the major, even if, the, if their games are the exact same and their odds are the exact same. So you think it's harder to win your first major then? No, I think it's harder to win your second because you're not as motivated. But you just said he's got a better chance of winning the Masters. I think Masters. that, you just I said think that, that you Ricky think just, Fowler has a better chance of winning the you Masters. Just said, you said Justin Thomas. I Jones. said Ricky Fowler. Well, we, can, we'll, we'll, we, can, we'll we can check. That's why I think it's tougher. I know statistically it's tougher to win one major. Statistically it is. But all, like, the thing but is I'm you're not saying... I'm talking about statistics. You're saying for the average PGA Tour player, like... If like what makes you think that it is one of those like half the guy what do, what makes you think it's one of the top half guys that Brooks Koepka is talking about? Because if we're talking about like Chess and Hadley, like then it's yeah, a duh, lot. It's a lot tougher for him but, to like, win one but major of course, than his if second we're talking because he about, hasn't won his first major yet. If we're talking about like Tiger Woods, of course, like, like it, it it's so difficult. So if I'm saying the average PGA Tour player, it would be. To win a major, you have to be a fantastic player. And most guys on the PGA Tour just can't do that. So I think that it's it seems pretty simple to me to say that it it's harder to win your first than it is your second. I agree All statistically. I mean, you could be- say it's harder to win your second because in order to win a second, you would have had to win a first, but... That's not what that, I'm arguing. Yeah, that's... No, I'm saying that there's less motivation, or not less motivation to win. It's just, it's tougher to motivate yourself after you've already won one. And yeah, that's like, I think Tiger did a really good job of that, of just putting his head down. But I mean, I mean, I don't, it's like a, Justin I think Thomas, that's like any other Dustin golf Johnson, tournament. There, I think that there is no, like, extra, they don't need any, I don't think that they, people are less motivated after they've won one major. Like the, it's like if I, I were to win a golf tournament, I would be like ah, like I've already won one. I don't, I don't either. But I'm saying, do you think that there's like you are more motivated? Do you think that 
Ricky Fowler wants to win a major more or Justin Thomas? You're saying that it's equal, yeah. right? And I'm saying that it is very close, but I think Ricky Fowler just wants to win it a little bit more just because he hasn't won one yet. Well, okay, when Tiger is at 17, do you think that he'll want to win I a mean, major more than you, Ricky Fowler? Yes, then? I do. Like, but that's that. I'm not saying... I'm just saying in general... Like, yes, I would... You think like, that there's almost desperation to yeah, win? Yeah. And I... I think it's that... Like, it's like, okay, a homeless person and a millionaire both want a million dollars, right? Yeah. But obviously that homeless person probably wants it more than the millionaire. I un- I understand what you're saying. I just... I think that, like, these are, like, professional athletes. Of course, they would both give, like, anything... To win a major championship. Tiger Woods wants to get to 18. And he's at 15 right now. Like, you think he, like, wants to get... He wants to get to 16 oh, yeah. just as bad as he wants to get to 17. Just as bad as he wants to get to 18. Because he's got to do it all. Everyone wants, you know, to keep kind of adding to their legacy. Like, Rory McIlroy. Do you think he wants to win the Masters more than Ricky Fowler wants to win the Masters? Do you think Ricky Fowler... Or do you think... Rory no, McIlroy that... wants to win the Masters more than the U.S. Open. Yes. Okay, so there's definitely a difference in motivation, right? Yeah. So I think that some people are more motivated to win their first major, or their second, or yeah, their first than other people are at their but second. But he's not, he's not motivated to win a major or win his... He's not thinking, like, I want to win the Masters as my fifth major. He's motivated to complete the career Grand Slam. I understand, but do you think Phil Mickelson prepares for the U.S. Open? I mean, like, duh, he prepares differently for the U.S. Open than he does for the British Open. But, like, I think that there's more... Because he's already won the British Open, I think that... There's that want to do what you haven't done so much. Now, nah, he's he's been so successful on the PGA Tour, won so many tournaments. I think that in order to do that, you have to prepare for everything. Give it Same. as as you know, try as hard as you can. I think that if he were to, I think that he's probably in how experienced he is. He's probably understood that the more he focuses or something on a tournament, it might actually have the opposite effect. So I think that he's figured out by now that he's got to do everything the same. Um, and I would imagine that that's how most professionals are. They they realize, like, if I want to compete at the highest level, I have to treat every single tournament um, like it's the biggest one of my life, unless your name is Brooks Kepka. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, like, look, Justin Thomas and Colin Morikawa were competing in the tournament this week, and this is we called it a warm up tournament. Still think it was a warm up tournament. Yeah. So I think like, guys want to win. Period. And they the can't, leaderboard, and, not the quality of the guys on top, but the the difference in shots, the the difference between first place and like fifth place, that shows that it was a warm up. Yeah. I think. Well, yeah, and that and but and then when guys want to win, they really turn it on. The um, like, but also when you're playing golf, like. I know when I play, like, I'm I'm always trying as hard as I can. Like, I mean, I could, I, I'm sure I can be focused, but, like, I want, every putt I hit, I want to go in. Yeah, it's not I'm like sure I'm not, every single it's not like I'm PGA Tours. Thing, oh, yeah, they, they it's all the, thing, the same, same thing. thing. So, there is, it's almost like everyone wants to win the same, but it's like, 
I think it's more of a focus thing. I'm more, like, locked in. Um, like, guys are... I doubt... I know that no one was, like, super casual this week, but I would be shocked if we saw, like, you know... I don't know. Spieth will still be complaining. But just more casual players. I think that it's going to be a lot more serious next week. And that's just because... Oh, yeah. So I think we'll just agree to disagree there. I definitely think it's harder to win the first. Um, I agree with you. Statistically, it is harder to win your first. I'm just saying sometimes the motivation Our opinions are so skewed by the fact that we're always looking at the best players in the world. Yes. Um, But whatever. Um... So, it's obviously tougher for me to win my first than yeah. it is for Justin Thomas to win his second. Yeah. Not going to disagree with you there. But it's also tougher for you to win your first than it is to win your second because lightning doesn't strike twice. Yeah, I, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Here but... we go. Um, okay, so on, on an entirely another note, uh, we are going to be preparing our picks for the memorial before uh, our podcast on Wednesday. Uh we're going to be introducing a guest picker. Um, our, our From the Pines this week, our question from the Pines was that debate. Is it hard to win your first or second major? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to be having a guest picker come in. Uh, Mr. Sparkers is going to be coming in with his most freezing cold takes. Uh, he We will compare his uh, weekly point averages to ours. Um, I am up 7 to nothing again on Sam, in yes. case anyone forgot. Uh, and also, we will be using a random number generator to decide uh, winner, sleeper, fade, and long shots. We'll be setting, like, the winner will just say, like, 1 through 30 uh, and just take the guy with the best odds out of the top 30 players. And, you know, we'll keep going down. Fade has to be 1 through 30 also. We'll yep. just do everything random and uh, see how we match up against the bell curve. Uh, yeah, I mean, you always hear those stories about the guys who, you know, uh, what they talk about, what Dave Portnoy did, uh, the Scrabble. He picked oh, like, yeah. some letters out of a Scrabble hat and showed see, that it, they, it's those stars random. did just as well. So we'll see if, if golf is uh, just as tough and difficult to predict. Or if we're just stupider than we think we are. Yeah, yeah. So we're pretty nervous for that. Uh, hopefully we get some, hopefully we get some uh, bad rolls. Uh, but yeah, I think that, I don't know. Pretty argumentative podcast for today. Hope you all enjoyed. Hope that uh, we kind of int- uh, sparked some thought amongst the listeners. Hopefully some of the guys were like, oh, gosh, I can't believe that that fucking retard Sam was saying that the second the second major is harder to win than your first major. Look, I, know, I agree with you. And you can tell me that you agree <laughs> with up. me uh, in, on social media or something. Very active on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, yeah, hit us Twitter up. Twitter game is very strong. Very, right now. very strong. That, Twitter game so. is strong, uh, and it's a fun follow too. You know, everything we post is funny. So hit us up. It's it's uh, Pine Straw Pod on Twitter. Pine Straw Podcast on Instagram. Yeah. So come back on. We will be uploading our. We'll be. I mean, we're uploading this on Monday, and our next podcast will either release Wednesday night or Thursday morning. Uh, we'll have our picks hopefully Wednesday night, but, uh, it just depends on how long it takes to upload. Yeah. And how, uh, stupid we are with our picks and whether or not we want to change our minds a million times. But yeah, hopefully our picks can be better this week, especially for Sam. Um, and let's have some new questions from the pines, uh, for next week. We want to hear, 
what you guys have to say because uh, Sam and I can only be that uh, so creative, you know. Like we're yeah. we we can we can you know pull some questions out of our ass for now, but uh, we're not. Yeah, we're we need not we need stupid. Balls. We need some stupid uh, softballs. Yeah, like we need the some one stupid that Sparkers gave us last week. You know, those are fun to talk about. You know, just. Who has, the, who has the coolest swing on the PGA yeah, Tour? Yeah, who has the Ooh. ugliest swing on PGA Tour? Yeah, some, 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 fun, some, some like fun stuff like that. You know, we'll, we might go through some of the questions, say, oh, God, can you believe this guy has this stupid of question, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but we'll um, answer it. Yeah, but, you know, we're, don't – no one get your feelings hurt because we need, we need all the support we can get. Uh, so, yeah, we'll – also, if, if, if it gets bigger, if the podcast grows, you all won't hear, hear, have to hear us complain about – uh, not being able to watch because then we'll invest directly into PGA Tour Live. So um, donate. There's we'll another. A, there's we'll another a, reason to donate. We'll put a GoFundMe in. Yeah, the, we'll just uh, in the we'll Apple just put the Venmo. Link. We'll just put the Venmo in there. Y'all just y'all just yeah. run it up. You know it's not going to be. It's not a charitable donation. Let's be honest. I I need PGA Tour Live. Oh, this is a direct investment into uh, our golf knowledge. So y'all don't have to be as upset when you hear us take have like absolutely retarded takes. So if we're if we're gonna say something. Stupid. At least um, we're educated and knowingly yeah. retarded yeah. when we say it. And so. and you guys are, you know, directly impacting how informed we are. So if you want to make sure that we're smart, then... Give us money. Yeah, give Simple us money. Simple as that, Venmo. isn't it? Yeah. So we'll, we'll have our Venmo somewhere. Uh, thank you. Yeah. But um, other than that, we'll see y'all, or talk to y'all, I guess, yeah. on Wednesday. Yeah, I hope y'all uh, get ready for the memorial. Have so. a great week. Yeah, see ya.